Welcome to ACE Audio, the podcast that supports, educates, informs, and motivates manual therapists around the world. Hey, so today we're talking about brand. Brand is one of those terms that gets thrown around a lot, but what does it actually mean when it comes to the nuts and bolts of building a brand, growing a brand? Well, I'm going to refer to branding today as teaching, and I think this is a great way to frame it up because what we teach people to believe about our business or about us as health practitioners is essentially how we build that brand. I'm going to give you an example for a start. I'm going to use a brand that we all know really well, which is Nike. Now, you might have different feelings about the company, but you can't argue with the fact that they are a global brand, well-recognized, and typically most people believe that the quality of their products is quite good, is high. And so they've told a very unique story over the years to get us to believe that their products are of good quality. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Obvious tangible one, which is if you were to walk onto a you know, local playground or park, and there was two plastic water bottles sitting side by side. One was a Nike branded water bottle, and none went, and the other one was a non-branded water bottle. You'd look at the two, and you would just assume that the Nike branded one is more expensive, and they could be exactly the same materials, made with the same components, and you wouldn't know the difference, except for the fact that one holds more intrinsic value because of the name. Okay, so Nike has taught us that their brand, or their, their products, I should say, are going to cost more, and we've been okay with that because of the story they've told us over time. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story about something that their CEO said at a, at a, a conference or a meeting a long time ago that really, I think, encapsulates this idea of storytelling around brand. And so there was hundreds of people in the audience. The CEO stood up and he asked the question, who here uh, is a runner? Who who runs for exercise on a regular basis? Stand up if you do. And, you know, two thirds of the room stood up. And then he asked the question, okay, if you run more than twice a week, stay standing up, everybody else sit down. And then he said, okay, if you run four to five times a week, stay standing up, everybody sit down. And at this point, obviously the numbers are getting quite low. He goes, if you run more than five times a week without fail in the rain, regardless of the temperature of the the conditions, you get up and it's dark and you go and you run every morning before your day starts, stay standing up. And there was two or three people left standing in the room. And then he stopped and he paused and he said, okay, if you're still standing, Nike is the person standing underneath the lamppost cheering you on every morning as you run past. That's the story that they've told. They're the brand, they're the company that will be there to support you, encourage you, and push you forward in your endeavors. Now, obviously, they're not going to do that in real life, but that's the ethos. That's the story that they've built into their brand, and they've encapsulated that again through sponsorship of people like Michael Jordan and other superstars around the planet that are representing that brand. They They are the pinnacle of their sport, something to aspire to, and that aspiration, that inspiration is what they've embedded into each of their products. And so they've told this story repeatedly. And then if you buy Nike products in stores, you'll know that the the quality of the materials is quite good. They last quite well and so on and so forth. So everything they do is about quality, is about aspiring to something more, is about being your best. And that's the story that they've told us to believe. Okay. And so we can take this idea of teaching and expand upon it in our own clinical practices and, and really help us understand how we can build the brand for our business. So for ourselves, so our patients, our clients, will believe about us whatever we repeatedly tell them and then reinforce through all the different interactions that we will have with them. And what I mean by reinforce is by all the different little things that we include in our exchanges with that person. So it'll be the way that we dress, the way that we speak, 
the body language that we use, the way we carry ourselves in those interactions. It will be the colors that we use in our clinic space, the colors we use in our logos and our branding, or I should say our marketing. It'll be the decor of our clinic, but it'll also be the, our own physical health. As a health practitioner, our own physical health, our own physical stature is a representation of who we are in our brand. I often get asked by people about how do I build my brand if I want to be known as a XYZ and I want to be known for my uh, exercise rehabilitation. I want to be known as a sports medicine professional. I want to be known as a you know, the best relaxation massage in town. I want to be known as a the physiotherapist who deals with knee complaints, whatever it is. We often get this question, how do I brand myself as that person? I'll come back to what I said before. It's what we repeatedly tell people and then reinforce with the actions, with the, with, with each exchange with that person. And so if we're going to tell people we're a sports medicine professional and then our clinic space doesn't feel like a sports medicine center, well, then that's not going to reinforce that, that message. We have to carry ourselves and all the things that we do in a way that reflects the thing that we're telling people. Okay. So if you want to be a sports medicine professional and you've got crystals on a shelf, well, then there's an inconsistent message. If you also in your clinic offer something like Reiki or reflexology or something that's non-clinical in, in that way, well, then that will poorly reflect against the message you're trying to tell people that you are a sports medicine professional. Likewise, if you turn up very casual looking and uh, you know, you're quite relaxed and your shirt maybe is a little bit dirty and it's not un unkempt, not ironed well, and you say you're a sports medicine professional, you go, well, hang on a second, sports medicine, we often people see often see people in shorts and you know, polo shirts and things, yes, but professional, right? You're using this word professional. So the way we carry ourselves, you might be able to get away with some professional looking shorts and a polo shirt, but you should look clean and presentable and, and tidy. Okay, so every little exchange will reflect the message you're trying to tell people. Every little exchange will reinforce or work counter to the story you're trying to tell people about who you are as a, as a health professional. Brand is not just built also in the physical space, in the way that we speak and carry ourselves in front of people and the, the physical exchange in the clinic space. It's also built online. Now, people often first be exposed to you as an individual or as a business or as a, as a clinic online. They'll hear about you. They'll look up your website. They'll look up your social media pages. And that might be their first exposure to you. And again, if they're seeking you out for specialist knowledge or specialist information or skills, and they go to your website, your Instagram page, your Facebook page, whatever it might be, and the message they get it, the message they're getting is inconsistent with the thing they're looking for, immediately they'll be turned off. And so we have to think about the brand that we're building, the story we're telling in our in our digital exchanges with people as well. And one of the obvious mistakes that people make here is things using things like stock images. Now it's, it's very easy to say to a web developer and say, I want you to build this website. Here's what I want you to include. Find some images that will be appropriate. And they'll just pull them from getting images or something like that, stock images. And it's very easy to put your social media on autopilot and use stock images of people receiving treatments in clinics and things like that. But it's very obvious that those images are not you when people see them. And so it, it, it takes a little bit more effort, a little bit more time, but using real images of real people that you've, in, you've encountered or worked with or real people in your clinical practice doing the things that you actually do, those things will be obvious as well. And so don't use stock images. This is a bad idea. Use real photos of you. People want to get to know you as an individual and they want to develop a connection with you as a person. And this is also how we build brand. We want to build a connection between humans not a connection between a corporate identity. Now, it might be different if you're running a company like Nike, 
or a company like uh, Microsoft or a company like Apple, right? There's, they are corporate identities and they've built a brand around the products. But we as health practitioners are providing a service, a human interaction service that people want to have a quality experience with. And so I know when I'm going to look for a health practitioner or any personal service, I will check their website and I might even check their social media and I want to see the person. I want to immediately get a feel, will this person be able to help me? And that might be an uneducated impression, but it's how we do that as humans. First impressions do make a difference. And so use real images of yourself, use real images of your clinic, use real images of your clients, whatever it might be in those digital exchanges. This does make a difference. Now, I like to think of brand as just marketing speak for reputation. I think there's probably a much better term to use to help us all understand what we're talking about with brand. So when you're building a brand, you are building a reputation for you, your individual personal brand. It might be for your clinic, your business, but the reputation around that is essentially what the brand is. I heard this phrase recently, which I think is brilliant, which is brand is earned in drips, but lost in buckets. I think that goes for reputation and it also goes for trust. So if we're going to build a reputation, trust, we're going to build that brand around ourselves or our clinical practices, whatever that might be, we're going to do that slowly and it's going to be drip fed bit by bit. It'll be all those things that I talked about before, the way we carry ourselves, the language, the clothing, the colors, the decor, all of those things are drips that will eventually fill up the bucket that is our reputation or our brand. And then if we were to do something that damaged that experience that we've built up for people or that belief that we've built up for people, that bucket gets emptied very, very quickly and it doesn't get emptied at the same pace. It gets emptied much faster. And so we can probably all think of some superstar athlete that we've all looked up to for a long period of time and then they've done something or we've found out something about that person and then their reputation is lost. Lance Armstrong is a classic example of that. He's done some things since then that have gained back some goodwill in the community but his reputation as an elite cyclist or an elite athlete was immediately lost with the revealing of one simple fact. And so that can definitely be the case for our brands as well. Now, if you build a strong enough brand and you nurture and protect that brand, that brand will be the thing that will absolutely bomb-proof your career and, and your business. Things can come along. It might be a classic example is COVID. You know? So with, with our business here at ACE, uh, we went into COVID already having established a brand and established a, a community of people around it, and then everything shut down. And over that time that everything shut down, a lot of clinical practices, a lot of people went out of business. But we worked hard at maintaining our brand during that, that experience. And as we came out the other side of COVID, we were actually stronger. And I think that's because if you're going through tough times, difficult challenges, whatever it might be, and your brand stays consistent, your messaging, what you're teaching people about you stays consistent, the level of trust also dramatically increases. That's what I mean by it will bomb-proof your career. doesn't matter what gets thrown at you. If your reputation and the trust that you've built around it, in other words, the brand that you've built, is strong enough, it will see you through whatever those challenges are. Not only will it see you through those challenges, it's often the thing that will progress your career or progress your business forward. You know, It might be a financial downturn. And there's less people buying the thing that you provide. Well, if your brand is strong enough, if your story is strong enough, people will choose you over another provider, even if the cost is different, even if your cost is higher. Because a lot, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of consumers are looking for quality, not just the cheapest offering. And it is brand that will attract them to you, not the price. And so coming back to our first point of, of today's podcast, which is brand is teaching 
this is a great way, I think, to think about your business and, and your own reputation as a health practitioner is what am I teaching people with every encounter with that I have with them? What am I speaking into the world through my digital marketing, through these different online platforms that we might use? What is the story? What is that story that we're telling people? What are you teaching people through your brand? 